2: What's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with... Katie Dirks. Katie Dirks. We had AEW all out this past Saturday, and Ooh. it was all something. It was, we are going it was to talk extensively about that pay-per-view. Was it worth the $50? Uh, some people say a no. Other people like me watched it for free on YouTube, and I say it was 100% worth it for free.
3: What a hack. I You're know like a little hacker all of a sudden. No, I'm not a little hacker.
2: I just went on YouTube and I was like and it just showed up and I was like, all right, I'll just Is watch this damn YouTube thing for sounds free. Sounds
3: like these days I haven't been blah,
2: on for blah, blah, a while. And then boom, you got whatever you searched for, it just shows right up and I was like, all right, I'll just watch this damn thing for free because I was out doing something that day and you were texting me, uh, this one might not be going as well as AEW had planned. And I was like, all right, let me see what this clusterfuck looks like. But you know what? Because you lowered my expectations, Katie, and this is the key to living a happy life, Lower the expectations, you're always going to be happy. I thought that there was some good attempts at great matches, but the matches themselves, not of any fault, Ooh. necessary, mistakes happen in the ring. But we're going to talk about all the matches, starting with the casino match, uh, the Battle Royale. But the matches, had things gone well, I feel like a lot of the concepts that AEW had
3: were good. Yeah, on paper, this was an awesome show. Yes. Executed. Things went sideways.
2: Well, that happens in live sport. It happens in professional wrestling. So let's talk about the Casino Battle Royale. Um, because I know this was something that you were super excited about because your boy, Matt Sidel, he made his debut at AEW. AEW has had a oh. few big debuts lately. Of course, Miro, he showed up on AEW Dynamite, formerly known as Rusev. I like the name Rusev better. I'm not a huge fan of the name Miro, but that's a whole other thing. I think he's a great wrestler, and he's going to be a great asset for AEW. Mm-hmm. But your boy, going back to the Casino Battle Royale, he is known for the shooting star press. And he's beautiful. He's a like flyer. Like, it's beautiful. When he does He's a liar. It's unbelievable. But um, first of all, he made a mistake in the casino battle royale for going to the top rope. You don't do that, you, you're going to get kicked out. Very easy to do that. Even a worse opponent of less athletic ability can defeat you if they're strategic. They realize you're on the top rope. Boom, now you're going over. But let's just say this was the botch of the year.
3: I, well, okay. I, okay. This is such an unfortunate event because... Matt Seidel is such an incredible talent who has who has come back from, like, career-ending injury. Uh, in 2012, 2011, he was in a really bad motorcycle accident, and his career was effectively over. He was released yeah. from WWE, um, and he needed, he was, when, when he told us the story, I was on the road with him in, the UK with uh with the documentary I was shooting. And yeah. he was telling us his story. He was essentially like his his he was he came back from a very bad place. Um so to see him again, and at the time he was wrestling on the independence. Uh when I when I met him, he was wrestling on the independence and he just he was a he was a show stealer. He was right. he's like Ricochet where he can he's he's just a specimen. He's an athletic his gymnastics ability is just insane. He brought something different to the ring every yes. time. He, every time he stepped foot in the ring, he brought something new and different. And then he went on to PWG. Uh, he he got back in the game in 2002 He was a PWG for a very long time.
1: Right, pro um,
2: wrestling gorilla.
3: Yeah, here in LA, and uh, and I I would always wondered why he wasn't back on the main roster. I would yeah. always I always wondered like why isn't he back at WWE? Why isn't he changing the game at NXT? Like he's got it what why why isn't he anywhere so to see him debut at at uh at AEW I was just I was like yes this is amazing I'm so excited for him it's a huge deal and then the very first spot he hits he almost (laughs) went back to the hospital and like my heart could not have like my heart just sank for him because I was just like oh my god you haven't been like he was at impact but you haven't been on I'm gonna use this time. I'm gonna say this, and I'm. To, I don't mean to piss anybody off, but you haven't been no. on real TV in quite right. some time. Well, you haven't been um, on.
2: You haven't been on a show time. that has a scheduled time yeah. where you know how to get it. I love Impact. I love Ring of Honor. I watch it whenever I randomly stumble upon and it's it. It's always on. It, it it is always on. It's just sometimes the the scheduling because it you know because sure. it's all you know it's all uh, syndication. So sometimes yeah. the scheduling is kind of you know all over the place.
3: And it's a major pay-per-view.
2: Major pay-per-view. All eyes were on, Uh, all out.
3: It was such a shock master moment.
2: It really was a Shockmaster moment. Of course, if you haven't watched the Shockmaster's debut, you have to go back and watch it. He stumbles as he's coming through a wall. He loses his helmet. The entire thing is one of the funniest damn things that's ever happened in pro wrestling. <laughs> and unless, of course, you're the pro wrestler that is uh, pulling the Titus O'Neal falling until he slides face first <laughs> underneath the ring at the Battle Royale Still in Saudi hilarious. Arabia. This happens, okay? So Matt Seidel's career... It is still he has a contract with AEW. Mm -hmm. They can play. They can play on this just to kind of give a uh, a visual with this audio medium of podcasting. He's on the top rope. You know he's going for the shooting star press, and he does. He jumps, but his right foot just does not. His right foot that was looked to be quite important in uh, in making this jump a complete jump Uh. slips off, and it just. It was, and then of course he just sort of collapses to the ground. And the wrestler, I forget even who he was trying to do. I think it was Will Hobbs. Okay, Will Hobbs. um, They didn't, you, you try to clean it up, but that was one of those. Where there was no cleaning up this mess. It would be like, you know, tattoo artists always say most of our job is just cleaning up mistakes. But this tattoo artist just put a huge swastika on your forehead. Oh my God. Like yeah. this one is just not going to be cleaned up. That is just a botch that matches like some of the worst botches that you can scary. possibly have. He and landed, it was scary as well.
3: Like if he if he was like maybe a split second later in rotation, he would have landed on his neck and he would have gone to the hospital. It was so scary
2: there was something about aew it was a bad night for the mats uh not m-a-t-s m-a-t-t-s mats is in human beings it was a bad night for the mats of course matt hardy and might matt sidell i think that you're right with your analysis katie when it comes to Seidel being like a ricochet mm-hmm. ricochet is also for those that don't know uh the unbelievable talents of ricochet He's
3: just a superhero.
2: stream his matches. On uh, the WWE Network.
3: Dream Ricochet's matches from the Indies, and he's fucking bananas. He is but incredible. But not bar wrestling. Don't stream from bar wrestling.
2: Apparently Vince doesn't know what to do with Ricochet, so he's putting him in a tag team and all this stuff, which is, again, why I think uh, AEW is a better place to go for people who just have true in-ring talent but not, but might not have the greatest character Mm-hmm. Have the have the best like ability to cut promos and stuff like that, which is of course something that Vince takes hyper seriously in casting his television show. Ricochet, just a true artist, a true performer in every sense of the word, like Matt Seidel, And I hope that Matt is able to recover from this, uh, and I'm sure that he will put on some five star matches, oh, yeah. and this will be nothing more than just a fun memory. Yeah. That uh, he can get ribbed for and made fun of, but it won't be taken seriously.
3: He did take to Twitter and say, like, thank you for everybody reaching out. I can't believe my debut was, like, I botched my debut. Like, he he acknowledged it, which kind of, like, lessens the blow, but... uh, Anyone in
2: the arts knows when it's just not going well. Like, this whole thing, and Katie and I were talking off air, something went wrong from the get. Something yeah. with AEW All Out. I don't know. Sometimes the moon just doesn't align. And sometimes you're starting a performance. And everyone in the cast or everyone that's performing, everyone behind the scenes, just feels a little off. You can't put your finger on why it's off. But you, you when the sh- when in. you're going, you're going. And the show is
3: on. And they just couldn't hit their stride. And I think part of it was... I think they they opened the show and I'm still very confused about why they chose to do this. But they opened the show with a taped match that wasn't very good that I feel like they could have done at any point in time. They opened the show with Big Swole and Dr. Britt Baker uh at the dentist office. I
2: I actually loved this match. They oh okay. But to open so let's the just show take this with... back. Yes. I I agree. And I also so just going back to a, all out Opening the show with a cold open like that, yes, I agree with you, Katie. That was a little bit strange. Yeah. But also, as someone, as you watch AEW or you watch WWE Thunderdome with your producer eyes and you're like, the lights are too bright. What's going on? (laughs) I was listening to AEW All Out with my broadcaster ears and Excalibur, JR, and Tony Schiavone sucked. They are like the whole point of a broadcasting trio – is to, you're hyping the show, mm-hmm. you are, with, if, if you're not in, if you don't, if you're not invested, I don't, wh- Where do, what am I doing here as yeah. a listener?
3: You set the energy for the, for, the, for the show. They
2: set the energy, they set the story, speaking of covering up botches, they're supposed to cover up everything, like they are crucial to the show, mm-hmm. and the whole point of being a good broadcaster is that the audience doesn't even really know you're there, they just know they're listening to you, and you are just contributing to the show. Mm-hmm. and you are making the show better. From the beginning, Jr. Schiavone and Excalibur were just off. They were so depressive. They did not seem to care at all about what was going on in-ring. Yeah. It almost makes me think that Tony Khan, who caught a lot of flack for the Matt Hardy bump, which we'll talk about here next, it almost seems like there was some corporate Something headache. happened. Something was going on. Yeah. Where nobody was happy because even Tony Schiavone, he would make like little offhanded quips about some of the management at AEW. Like it was a little bit two thousand WCW esque, which is not good for those yeah. that don't know. It seemed like there was something that happened internally before this pay per view mm-hmm. that just threw everything off kilter.
3: Yeah, something, something, ha- something happened, and you're right because I remember when Jr. first came out. He sat down and his first line was something weird to open a show. I was like, Really? That's what you're going with? That's how you're going to open the show?
2: I have no clue what got up JR's craw, his, you know, and I'm not going to tell It's I'm not going to say after one bad pay per view, it's time for him to hang it up because he's one of the greatest broadcasters in the history of the game. Yeah. But maybe Shivani, JR, and Excalibur. Maybe they need to reshuffle the deck on their announcers.
3: Maybe they need to do like a like a bonding retreat.
2: Maybe a bonding retreat or just get somebody. The reason that people like Jericho, and I know we're talking about wrestling here, but this is, again, a key component. Broadcasters are a key component to yeah. pro wrestling. Yeah. They might. The, the reason that people like Chris Jericho, for example, is because he does bring this kind of life. He brings <laughs> like this weird energy. He's saying crazy shit. We're going to talk about the Orange Cassidy. He's just
3: yelling half sentences and yelling half thoughts. Exactly. Give me the mic. This thing's Give me not the working. Mic.
2: <laughs> we'll talk about the Orange Cassidy, Chris Jericho, Mimosa match, which I truly loved. I truly loved in a second. Yeah. But why does Jericho thrive and shine so well in the context of, uh, the, of Shivani and JR specifically? It's because he adds a little bit of levity and he brings a little bit more youthful energy, even mm. though the guy's like fucking 46 years old or 50 or whatever.
3: Yeah.
2: Maybe it's time to get some younger blood... Into the announcer squad. Uh, That's why of I AEW. love
3: Excalibur. I think Excalibur kind of brings that. But but, but Excalibur he's still-
2: because he's so green still as an announcer, mm-hmm. he follows Jr. and Shivani's moves. He,
3: yes, he definitely he's definitely influenced by. They set the tone, and he he's giving them specific. He's he's driving the technical side of things in like a fun way, but he's still second fiddle to the leaders.
2: Yes, and so I it it wasn't really discussed that much in mainstream wrestling media but the but the announcer core the announcer group the announcer trio mm-hmm. they let down the wrestlers that's that's yeah. what i think uh because they never cared it never yeah. seemed like they cared and maybe it is because they did the cold open with uh with brit and big swall because personally i'm watching that and i'm like this is kind of fun this to, is you fun. know to use, to paraphrase the show but I thought it was, but, but also you're right, maybe the announcers just didn't have, a, maybe they just didn't have a footing to even start going with yeah. that
3: style of match. It was just, yeah, it was weird from, it was weird from the get go. Like it was just, I think, I don't know why they put that match first because that match to me, there was nothing, there was nothing special pay-per-view style about it. You could have aired that match at any point in time on Dynamite. You could have aired that match at any point in time in this card. Like if you needed a breather, if shit's just if, if people are just murdering the crowd out there and you need to pace out the show, put this match in. It's yeah. it's it's calm enough to like to set something up to like let everybody breathe and kind of reset for the next match. Go get your coffee and your chips and your beers or whatever. Uh come back and and get ready for the next match. That's what this match was to me and I right. have no idea why they Put this match first, knowing what it is. It's not like they. This was obviously a pre-shot edited match. Like they knew what this segment was. So I don't know why right. they started there and then went to Jurassic Express and the and uh, and the Young Bucks, the Young Bucks and, Ex- and Jurassic Express. That's where you start the show. That is a fun match. These are baby faces. You start there and let's get this party started. And then it just, I think, I think that first misstep, and then they just could not get the rhythm back in any in any capacity.
2: And of course, in the uh, dentist match, is what we'll call it. I guess it was a tooth for a tooth match or something like that. Uh, Big Swole ended up winning because Britt Baker could no longer go on. And going back to the casino battle royale,
3: Gaster, she gassed her, <laughs> the Mad gasser.
2: Oh my God, that's a honestly. If I'm going to lose a match. Put me out like that, though. Yeah. That's so much better than getting tombstone to hell. Just get a little gas and just like go to bed. And then you wake up and you're like, I feel great. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. The casino battle royale. Uh, Speaking of murder, Murder Hawk Lance Archer won that. A lot of people specialized. Which is another thing that that everyone saw coming. Yes.
3: There wasn't any like, it was, uh, I was just, And and there was no point in the Casino Royale match that felt like they were hitting their stride. It felt like every single uh, move that anyone was hitting was like, they were doing it because they were like, okay, I know this comes next, but there was no flow. There was no chemistry. There was no, yeah. there was minimal story. Uh, there was a ton of botches. And like, thank God Darby Allen's okay because it looked like Darby Allen died. Like <laughs> everyone yeah. was like, oh, and then I think maybe that's where you have, the, you have the Matt Saddell botch, which is terrifying. It wasn't just a normal botch. He slipped off the top rope and almost landed on his neck. Like, yeah. that's a major botch. And then you have the Darby Allen botch where he's just essentially dropped on his head. And I think because he was in a body bag, no one could actually see if he was okay. And I think maybe, maybe this is where the wheels started to fall off. But right. there was, they never hit a stride at all in this massive card match. Like, this was a huge match on the card. And, it was. And the person that everyone thought was going to win won, and there was no real big surprises in the middle aside from Matt Seidel's right. debut. So
2: that, again, just kind of, I understand that. And maybe that was why Shivani and JR specifically seemed to be so disturbed. Because, the you know, they are, they've been in the business for a long time. So they don't have the same... Um, ignorance youthful ignorance of being like everything's gonna be fine because you know they've just seen people die in the ring yeah and so i think they yeah they have no uh like even when people take a bump on the on the corner they're like don't do that it doesn't matter it's like it looks kind of cool but it's gonna end your career and as an audience member again you kind of want to be like but they're like superhuman right so they yeah, don't they were they supposed to actually, do that they don't get hurt was right? a point like, where
3: I like i almost thought i was like oh that's weird why would he do like I was like, oh, shit, he fucking slipped off that top rope. That's so scary. And there's always an instant, even when you see a botch, you think for two seconds, like, oh, maybe they're supposed to do that. And then you realize, of course not. That's not. They weren't supposed to do that.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. And speaking of botches uh, and, uh, and injuries, we must talk about what happened. This was, without a doubt, the most controversial moment in <sighs> AEW's history thus far, in full AEW history. Matt Hardy... Versus Sammy Guevara in a broken rules match, everyone's like, "What's a broken rules match? Nobody knew uh, it turns out you have to break Matt Hardy Jesus because that's exactly what happened. yeah, it starts off awesome because Matt Hardy can sell he could sell me like Tommy Boy what David Spade says to Chris Farley's character. He says, Your father was so good he could sell a ketchup popsicle to a girl in right in white gloves, and Chris Farley's like ketchup popsicle but he literally can sell anything matt hardy is a genius uh, at selling in ring and out of ring Mm -hmm. so he's like sammy where are you sammy come and get me sammy shows up in the golf cart a reference to this funny ass storyline they've had also very violent for the past like what four months this golf cart has been used yeah, Sammy versus Matt Hardy. You know the whole the whole crew was out there uh, before their big match on the fifty yard line, where Matt Hardy was dipped into the uh, into the into the water of time.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That that's how the match starts. They end up on top of a forklift. Probably. What do you think? Ten feet high? Eleven feet high?
3: Yeah, that's yeah, that sounds about right. It didn't. Yeah,
2: yeah. And this was how the match started okay so we're maybe no exaggeration 45 seconds into this thing
3: yeah we it was it's the first like kind of big spot they were doing and this match looked like it was supposed to go on for probably 25 30 minutes
2: so they're on top uh looks like sammy might be the one going over obviously they have the two prop tables um but something went wrong either with the momentum from Hardy and Sammy or with them setting the prop tables. I'm not sure who was at fault. And obviously by prop tables, they are just tables, but, you know, they break the fall. Mm-hmm. The spear that Guevara gave Matt Hardy uh, was looked to be fine. Matt Hardy flung himself off of the forklift, and you can see his head smash, along with his shoulders, smash onto the concrete. Almost completely missing the two tables.
3: Yeah, no, that yeah he missed his head, his back and shoulders were so obviously supposed to hit. He completely overshot.
2: Completely overshot, and I don't know. Let's just talk about that, Katie. Who's what? Do you th- who's to blame for that? Because at this point, you're watching it as an audience member, and you're you're not sure how serious it is. But does, do you think that Sammy actually had too much momentum going after Hardy, doing the top uh, of the forklift spear? Do you think that Hardy flung himself back to with too much energy? Or do you think they just didn't set the tables? Did they not do the math right to figure out where these two dudes uh, of that weight were going to land? Right.
1: Ah, the
0: sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all
1: live with Sling. Sling. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only, must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.
3: They said that they said that uh they went through this. They they pre this was one of the bigger spots uh they went through it. They did it with a certified st- insurance approved stunt person. Uh they 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 claim AEW claims they went through all the took all the precautions and everything was going well and it was just an accident I think I'd have to go back and watch like frame for frame to see exactly where things went wrong but uh he's he's it it was pretty it was I didn't I was shocked I was more like I was like oh he hit hard and then you see uh and, and like you kind of don't realize you're like oh shit that looked bad and right. then you do what every wrestling fan does. Like, is, he, is he working? I don't know. But then you see Aubrey flying. Almost immediately throw up the X. Like, she knew immediately. And, and if you're watching AEW, you're used to seeing Aubrey do her bit, do her stiff hands. Like, she's always got both of her hands kind of Yeah, she's a, the she's, she's a great really ref. She's a great ref. She's really fun. You know, you can, and if you've been watching all the Jericho matches she's ref. you kind of know her as a character. Yeah. And to see her... Like, like, obviously, do her job and do it very well. She flew in. She saw something was wrong immediately. She threw up the X. She threw it up twice, and that's like, that's when you like, you're like, oh shit. If you see Aubrey kind of go into like, no, this is fucking real. Like some shit's going down. You as a you as a as a fan, you're like, oh fuck, something's wrong. And then the commentators are trying to uh, bail out of it, and then of course you continue your kayfabe you're like well is it is it a work no no one knows and then you're like oh shit no the tone of this show the air whatever air they had in their sale left was sucked out by this like yes you could feel it in the stadium you could feel it in the their little kayfabe wrestler crowd that's on the sidelines of the ring uh they're not into it at all they're just watching wrestling at this point they're standing there because they have to but no one's no one's everyone's like terrified that Matt Hardy just died.
2: So for those that don't know, when a ref gives the X, uh, obviously that means it's not kayfabe. It's a real injury. This is like very serious. They don't even do the X as like a gimmick thing ever. Like no. that is 100%. This is now real life. That's the rip cord. That's the rip cord. Uh, also, you know, the ref usually comes over. They grab the hands. If the wrestler squeezes their hands and they're okay, there's a lot of different things. The ref is basically in that in the ring for a series of reasons, and one very important one is to uh, is to relay how the wrestler is physically doing. Well in the ring, this is where Tony Khan dropped the ball. Oh, This absolutely. is where it was up to Tony Khan. Of course, he is the the son of the Khan uh, of of Mr. Khan, Khan, uh, who the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Tony Khan needed to show better leadership in this match. He this saw this is when you re- go
3: with your gut. You don't listen to the talent at this point. You go with your gut.
2: So Aubrey throws up the axe. The uh, a real doctor, not a kayfabe doctor, comes out, checks on Matt Hardy. Is like, all right, this thing is done. Sammy Guevara continues to go towards the ring, which I'm not going to blame him. I mean, he sort of either consciously or subconsciously was going towards what would be the next big spot, which was most likely going to be the end of the match. Regardless, obviously, the entire match we lost all the cream filling. It was just oh, yeah. the two. It was just the two crackers of the Oreo. Yep, just the two cookies. There was only two bumps that happened in this entire match and they were both high spots. Matt Hardy talks with the team doctor and the announcers and this is where JR and Tony Schiavone I felt like completely lost faith in the ownership of AEW. Wow. Cuz they were talking about how the match is over, uh JR is doing what JR does, hoping that Matt Hardy is okay. Says, yeah, that's it, folks. That's all real. He won't be, this match is going to be ending prematurely, this, that, and the other thing. And again, with extremely, just a cloud, like a like a Linus uh, from Peanuts level of sadness throughout this entire announcing trio, throughout this entire pay-per-view. But especially in this moment, Sammy Guevara is going towards the ring. All of a sudden, broken Matt Hardy is back. I assume this is broken Matt Hardy at this point because he's really broken. Yeah. Not only do they continue with the match due to the, to the dismay of the announcers, and when the announcers are dismayed and visibly or audibly upset with their bosses, that also really brought me out. Like that was the, like I was like, damn, all right. I was
3: so uncomfortable watching the rest of this show.
2: So uncomfortable because all
3: I could think about is God. I hope Matt Hardy didn't just die. Yes, like, even if he's coming out and doing this or whatever, like. You you've you've heard the stories of people with concussions in the Absolutely. ring. Absolutely, if they come out, they like there was uh there was a wrestler in New Japan that broke his back in the ring and finished the match because he didn't remember breaking his fucking back in the ring. Jesus, like like those things, these things happen. Like he, like why is he back out here?
2: There was no reason for it. Tony Khan should have never let that occur because, of course, the wrestler is going to say they want to perform. Of course, an athlete is gonna say they want to be on the field or on the court or in the ring. That's what athletes do. They love this. And it's not in their nature to say no. Especially in pro wrestling, where it doesn't have the greatest history of, let's just say, workers slash wrestlers yeah. rights. Yeah. You know, I mean, you look at what happened, you know, when it comes to uh, when it comes to Sami Zayn, where Vince is like, hey, if you don't, if you don't want to risk COVID, you have someone at risk in your house, don't come in. It's like okay. Okay, you're, fired. <laughs> you're going to be fired in the Saturday Massacre. Um, of course, uh, Sami Zayn, I don't believe, was fired in that massacre. He just lost his intercontinental title, which is now in the hands of Jeff Hardy, who, of course, we always have to love and admire. Um, thank God, speaking of the Hardys, that he is still mildly healthy and walking um, because God knows what he has been through. So this was up to Tony Khan to say, I'm, Matt, I, I appreciate you, brother. I'm, I'm happy that you want to perform. I know you do. But this yeah. is an executive's decision, especially yeah. given the fact that obviously they know what the next spot would be to end this match.
3: Yeah. Oh, so, and you bring up a great point that you added, just reminded me of. is like, and it's not like Tony Khan doesn't have experience with concussion protocol, being that his entire exactly, family owns the fucking Jaguars.
2: Exactly. Football takes it extremely seriously. And wrestling, Vince has begun to take it more seriously. Obviously, the Benoit Situation with the double murder and his, and of course the suicide. (laughs) Oh, that old thing. And his that whole that whole thing. His brain was, they said about uh, uh, about at the functional level of an 80 year old with Alzheimer's. Like, dude was messed up in the mind. And wrestlers and wrestling the industry has taken that more seriously going forward, and has for you know about I'm going to say 20 years ago, Vince McMahon sees this match and is like, oh yeah, the match continues. Yeah. 10 years ago he's maybe He's fine 10 years ago in WWE Maybe the match continues 5 years ago Or 3 years ago And definitely now I don't think that Vince Has this match continue
3: No There's too much on the line For him at this point If he He's And and he knows He's already been there Done that He knows that it affects The tone for the rest of the show Right Like you'll never You're never gonna look back At this pay-per-view And be like Oh my god That was an amazing pay-per-view uh, you're going to look back at this pay-per-view and go, oh, that's the one where Matt Hardy almost died.
2: Yeah, that's the one that was botched botch central.
3: Yeah, botch mania
2: So Matt, yeah. So Matt Hardy is like, no, nah, I'm going to compete. Doctor was like, okay. Tony Khan is like, all right. The next spot was truly, not in a fun way, scary because it was yeah. unsafe.
3: Yeah, you have a guy that's just been knocked out for upwards of a minute and a half. Yep. Climbing a fucking scaffolding, like who? who why? why? I mean, even if he was in, he also—I don't know if you remember—but the minute he came out of that door, uh, before they made it to the ring, he hit a spot with um, Sammy Guevara where, like, his head, like, did a D. I think it was a DDT, like, onto the concrete, yeah. and it was a quick bit. But I was like, "What the fuck are they doing?" He's still like, I wouldn't, even if I was Sammy, because that's dangerous for Sammy.
2: And you like, could see, you could just see, Matt Hardy was not there. You could see, no. It, Even in his sort of like, you know, even in the flamboyant, crazy stylings of the psycho that is Matt Hardy's character, you know, this all-encompassing badass who's willing to take any risk for the entertainment of us plebes in the audience, you could see he was not right. Mm -hmm. And when Sammy starts climbing up the scaffolding and continues to climb Probably even higher than the scaffolding, and then you see Matt Hardy following him. You could—I was just worried that Hardy was going to fall right then and there, not even be able to climb up. Yeah, and then of course the spot uh, concludes or the match concludes with uh, with Sammy Guevara taking a big bump off the top, hitting the two tables, and uh, and that was uh, and that was the end of it. Basically, call it there. But the way that that the way that uh, AEW handled that match showed me. This is still a new company. And these are mistakes that new companies make. And I think that there's something that Tony Khan is going to have to look at in great detail and be like, was that worth it? Was it worth it? Now, of course, Matt Hardy, he went to the hospital. He was back on AEW Dynamite. I don't believe for one second that he was 100% fine.
3: No, I don't. You can't. No, you can't watch that footage and say. And also, it's not hard to to pass a concussion test, guys. Like, unless you're. Like even even like you know you know how to lie your way through to get back in, like yes. all the pro athletes have done it, all the wrestlers have done it. It's unless you are debilitatingly concussed in the moment, and like most concussions you don't even really realize you've had until a day later. like granted, that's a low- grade concussion, and I'm not a doctor. that's just what I've learned or what I understand right but. You can cheat your way through it. So even if he's like, why, I don't know why the doctor said, because AEW came out and said, well, doctor said he was fine. Doctor like, said he was fine. Well, yes. then the doctor fucked up and you did too for not being the final line of the first line of defense to say, like, hey guys, I protect my talent first. Because that's also what AEW has been saying all along of like, we're talent first. We protect our people. Right. Of like, well.
2: It also was a great reminder of how different wrestling is now than it was in the Attitude Era. Yeah, You know, obviously you're going to have memories of Mick Foley falling off or flying off, being thrown off the top of the Hell in a Cell, coming back, going back up the Hell in a Cell. And there was something about that where kayfabe was still a little bit more believed. And there was something in my mind when I was a kid watching that where I was like, yeah, back in the day, kayfabe was a little bit more, I guess, believed, a little bit more real. Mm. So when Mick, you know, hurts himself and JR's like, he's broken in half, By golly, he's dead. I, I don't know. I was like, oh shit, like that, that's very real. But then you also have the same medical doctor who they use with the ponytail coming out. And I'm like, I don't know, yeah. like, is he, like, what's going on? Yeah. When he climbs up the, the the hell in a cell again, you're like, oh shit! Like it was a it was kind of a cool moment, and you were like, that dude's invincible. He's a badass. He's a badass, but in it's in, in just modern era, and especially I think given the age of Matt Hardy as well.
3: Oh, that wasn't
2: other thing is- it. Wasn't fun to watch him climb up the scaffolding and and come back from the dead. It was like, dude, just just don't die, Matt. Please Throw God, you have a. And also, of course, we follow all these people on Instagram now, so I see his children his that he's family. posing with, and I'm just like, no, Matt, do his not hurt yourself. His wife is tweeting
3: her screen grab to Matt, like as it happened. She tweeted like, yes, she sh- she screen grabbed her tweet to Matt and sent it to the internet, where yes. the almost immediate, like within minutes, like it was maybe within an hour or so afterwards. Everybody, of course, went to her Twitter to see like, are there any updates on Matt? Is he okay? Is right. he alive? uh and you see her like he's like oh okay love, love you uh i'm about to go out she's like okay love you too and then it's all caps like what the fuck are, what the fuck was that like what happened Ugh. are you okay are you alive like and it's terrifying Horrible. Uh, it's terrifying to see like and you of course like Yes, to your point, you you kind of have a different vision of them through social media. You see him, right. you see his kids sitting in their theater room with their little signs for dad like oh. knowing his family watched that you're just like, "Oh, fuck."
2: It's just absolutely unnerving, and it does not when once the the thing about wrestling is, it has the veneer of danger, but you want yes. the real, but you want but you want it to be safe. Like, that's why...
3: Yeah, I don't want to see anybody get hurt.
2: No, I don't want to see anybody get hurt. But obviously, you know, when people are falling off 10, 15 feet structure, you do know people are getting hurt. I know that. Yeah. But the the, the fun comes from, like, well, they're professionals. Like, they know how to fall. Like, you know, I know they're going to get hurt, but, like, it won't be that bad. This just had none of that. This was much... This The, the reason it was no fun was because it was way, way too real and... It just reflected poorly on the company. It ruined what was already like an offbeat pay-per-view. And and then the announcer core again, they didn't... We never got out of that feeling of Matt no. Hardy climbing the scaffolding and being like, oh shit, this is very bad. Like Even in all the fun matches to come, like the Mimosa match, which I truly loved, it still had this cloud of like, this is not right. And yeah. I, I just, I think... I don't know. I don't want to be too harsh.
3: And everyone in the building agreed with you, and everyone at home. Like it wasn't a fun show after that because
2: because Jr. and Tony Schiavone did not sell it at all, no. and they were visibly upset. And Excalibur isn't professional, or not. He's not, not professional enough. He's he's too green still, and sure. he's not in charge of that trio.
3: Yeah, and he was trying. He was, he, was you trying. Could, he was trying, but and and to that point in the in the matches following this, every single. Because because you have on camera talent on the sidelines, and they, they all work together. They all have been quarantining in Jacksonville together. They've yep. been in their little bubble. Everyone is so close. This is a tight knit family. They've they're all going through something unique together. Um, not one of them could hide their concern for Matt Hardy, or right. and every single one of them knew. In the back of their minds, they know that they're on camera, they know they're supposed to be doing this, and they're trying, but at the end of the day, they just saw somebody in their family get seriously injured, and they don't know what's happening. And if they do know what's happening, they're getting updates and texts from everyone backstage uh, of what is actually happening, and that they're just, they weren't, there was just no hiding it.
2: And then you have that with the juxtaposition of what was supposed to be, and technically was. A extremely fun match. The Mimosa yeah. Mayhem match with Orange Cassidy and Chris Jericho. I had no idea what to expect. So when I saw the vats of like the the, the, the hot tubs full of sunny delight, I was like, so this fun. is freaking awesome.
3: I was, yeah, I was hoping this was gonna be a shot in the arm.
2: It was so freaking stupid and so wonderful. Orange Cassidy versus Chris Jericho. I had no idea what the Mimosa Mayhem match was going to be. But any match that ends with Chris Jericho, like Jesus Christ, floating on top of, of sugary water, in <laughs> the end, at the end of this match, I was like, oh my God, this is just a blow to Jericho who can still move like a beast. And I like fat Jericho. I'm happy he's having his champagne and he's worked his ass off for many years. So enjoy <laughs> your life, buddy. But I thought that was such a fun visual. I thought it was a great match. Some people didn't some people didn't like it because they felt like it was a little Vince Russo like in gimmick. Um,
3: and well, I understand that it was whatever. gimmick because
2: a lot of people were criticizing this AEW pay-per-view specifically as feeling TNA-esque. As right. feeling like TNA, as feeling like oh shit, well we're just one step removed from you know having you know i forget some of the r- ridiculous matches that uh that vince russo used to put forth sure but just just totally like needless gimmicks that don't add to the wrestling and just stuff that doesn't make performances better right right but i thought it was fun and this is exactly kind of what i wanted to see from jericho and orange cassidy and even with the lighthearted, goofy nature of this match the announcers, not to just keep on harping on them, but they just never, they never smiled once. No. There was nothing. I was like, why are you all so upset? I mean, I understand the man Hurry thing, but like, you also gotta do your job.
3: I think at that point, they knew the show wasn't going well and they were just trying to get through it. And because that's they That's what lost, it felt
2: like, but that's not professional. I, I think no, that JR I and Shivani, they, yeah. they, maybe it's time for them to hang it up. I you love JR. You gotta wear it a little better. But yeah, they're not, that was not professional.
3: Yeah, they. I think everyone knew at this point, the show's not going well. We just need to get through it. And not to mention, we had lost so much time, or we had gained so much time in the match because of uh, cutting the, the Sammy Guevara, yeah. Matt Hardy match short. Uh, they probably gained, I think, additional, like, they had to find 20 minutes easily, if not right. more. So right. the um, Hikaru Ishida match went long. And then I think they, they, they gave a lot of time to Kenny Omega and Adam Page as they should. And I yes. think out of the entire card, that was the be- easily the best match on the card of like that was uh, everyone in that ring was fully functional at the top of their game, and they were just trying to save the show. And at that point, they, it, the ship has sailed. The, sh- the show is going downhill, but the, between Mayhem and Adam Page and, and Kenny Omega and FTR.
0: Ah.
1: And of course,
2: Shida did retain the women's AEW Women's Championship. She beat Thunder Rose. And what? yeah, I thought that was a competent match. And I think you're right. FTR, uh, who ended up defeating Kenny Omega and Adam Page via pinfall. They won the titles, which is what I was hoping. So that was cool. And it does seem like AEW, maybe they listen. Kenny Omega and Adam Page seem to be going uh, in two different directions, hopefully to collide at some point versus each other, as opposed to in companion with one another, when it comes to uh, a little feud, which I would love to see, one thing we definitely learned from this pay-per-view: if they had a Kenny Omega singles match ready to go, it would have saved everything. I think that Kenny may have just a singles match with Kenny. Just have you need to have him locked and loaded, ready to go.
3: Yeah, and I do like, and that's the other thing is that a major storyline happened here, like a major years-making uh, storyline happened post Matt Hardy and barely anyone even remembers it but the uh, being the elite the elite has broken up. Yes. Adam Page, Kenny Omega and The Young Bucks are, are technically on the outs. The the elite no longer exists in this in this story world. Um and I and and that's a major like that would have been what everyone talks about. Like that right. would have been like oh shit fucking Matt Hardy took a crazy bump uh falling off a of scaffolding after they did an incredible 20 minute match with uh, Sammy Guevara who's incredibly talented uh and we get all the we get we get to see all of their talents on on display right. and then uh the elite breaks up holy shit this is a crazy show yes uh but we didn't because everyone was worried that Matt Hardy died and there was every match just couldn't find a rhythm
2: yep could not find a rhythm at all and again i don't i almost exclusively blame um everyone other than the wrestlers (laughs) but maybe I'm just I don't know if you're a wrestler like you know even even the even like the Joey Janela match to start with even that match felt like a little bit off yeah but I don't know if you're a wrestler you know the show isn't going well you're trying like it is it really does once you get in your own head it really makes it difficult Mm -hmm. to perform And that's super dangerous in wrestling because if you're not on if you're not focused one hundred percent, again, you can die.
3: Yeah, well and here's the other thing is that we're yes, we are harping on AEW a lot for making some rookie decisions. But we have to remember out of all of the pay this is they've had a handful of pay-per-views and this is their first miss and you think about how many shitty pay-per-views that WWE has done that we've just been like, that was a bad show.
2: Well, <laughs> I will say, though, when you charge 50 frickin' dollars...
3: You gotta you deliver. Know, you, gotta you better deliver. deliver. 50 bucks? And But at the same time, WWE has done it time and time again, where they've half... They've been like, oh, shit, we have a pay-per-view this weekend? All right. Like, oh, shit. like We've seen plenty of bad pay-per-views from WWE, but they also have you know, 30 years of existence to, to right. fuck themselves over.
2: I just think going forward, years, if you're really. going to be charging 50 bucks, it's got to be almost perfect. Um, John Moxley defeated MJF via pinfall to retain the title. I love this match. MJF is doing some blood. great stuff.
3: Too much blood. Yeah, what is
2: wrong with you? Okay, this is <laughs> the only... Okay. Too much blood on our already show. It was, Why was there too much blood? Why was there too much... What is wrong mu- with blood? He, I love that Mox bleeds. I love that MJF cuts. I love the whole thing.
3: I like that he cut. I didn't like that he cut on this show. It's too much. It's I'm already what is, stressed about wasn't everything that much, that's It going wasn't on. even
2: that much blood. See, this is where I will never... Maybe it's the differences between boys and girls. Yeah. I don't know. But all I know is... There's never enough blood. <laughs> as long as it's That's as long as it's right. intentional. I want to see, but I thought it was. It made the did the match need it? Maybe not. You, know, I don't think they needed to don the crimson mask. Crimson mask, but yeah. it was classic Mox. Yeah. You know if you know John Moxley, what does Dean Dean Ambrose wasn't allowed to do a lot of what Moxley wants to do.
3: He's definitely and now
2: Mox hard. gets to do what Mox wants to do, and he loves yeah. blood. And he loves to show blood. And I think it uh, it works to ca- tell a compelling story. And honestly, mgF, whatever happens to him, he deserves.
3: okay. And before we wrap up, we can't we can't talk about this match without talking about my wrestler crutch, uh, Colt Cabana.
2: Oh my God. Yes, what about Colt Cabana?
3: I have a theory, and i'm I don't think I'm alone in this theory that Colt Cabana is actually a good guy within the within the dark order, and there's only a matter of time until he's going to turn.
2: Of course, the Dark Order led by uh, TNA champion Brody Lee. Um,
3: and he cost he cost Dark Order the match this week or on uh, this pay per view.
2: Then I don't like him. Then you want so you want a traitor. So now you're attracted to a man yes. who is kind of fat, who is also a traitor to his people.
3: Yes, yes. No, he's a, he's a good guy, but he's posing as a bad guy.
2: Good guys don't trade. Good guys are are loyal to who they say they're loyal to. You're he's, basically you're let's, so you think he's like Serpico, you think he's like Serpico? you think he's a good guy?
3: Yeah, no, maybe.
2: Wow. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see what happens I mean now that the elite has broke up, I think the dark Order that's kind of their only big group
3: And the inner and the inner circle, which is the kind inner of been, circle but it's over been it's been overridden kind of by Jericho's match with uh you know. Yeah, and, of the, course,
2: the Inner, inner the Circle court, sort sure. of had a small delay with Sammy Guevara getting suspended for that month. Yeah, Inner Circle hasn't really been on the forefront. Of, I don't even think Jericho, doesn't really mention him anymore.
3: And then now you have um, Eddie Kingston with his gang of misfits, which is exciting because Eddie Kingston's amazing.
2: Yes, he uh, is.
3: But, yes, no, you're right. They, as far as uh, they're, they're working on factions, it seems.
2: Alright, but before we get to match from the past just lastly, kind of some of the analytics this is coming from the Wrestling Observer Newsletter of course, that's with Dave Meltzer Uh, All Out is estimated to have garnered 100,000 to 110,000 pay-per-view buys Uh, it was noted that the number was down from about 10 to 15% from AEW's last pay-per-view in May, of course that was uh, double or nothing Uh, so you do wonder AEW now is kind of they're no longer the newborn baby. Now they're the now they're the toddler taking a dump mm-hmm. uh, where you have to kind of scold the child a little bit. It's no yeah. longer all just beautiful like, oh, the future is so bright. It's like, okay, mistakes happen. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the audience has noticed that perhaps they might also realize that a $50 pay-per-view is just something that right now is not accessible for yeah. a huge portion of the wrestling audience. It's just so much. I mean, it's that's. I mean, to talk about uh, WWE uh, pay-per-views, the old network's nine ninety-nine a month. Yeah, you know, so you're paying ten bucks tops if you only watch the pay-per-view. Yeah, I just don't know if the pay-per-view model is going to, you know, kind of sustain going forward, and they might have to try to figure out something else. Maybe just get their own app that you just have it where you could watch all the dynamite. You can watch. Uh, you can watch all of the pay-per-views all in one spot. Maybe try to team up with someone like an ROH or an Impact um, or even PWG and get some of those old matches on there. Something like that might have to be in the future for AEW because even for me, I mean, I'm a total layman when it comes to tech. But I was like, how do I get a pay-per-view? Like, it's hard. Like, I don't freaking remember how to get a freaking pay-per-view. Yeah.
3: Bleacher Report's owned by Turner, too. So, they're clearly, like, in obviously very much in bed with Turner, uh, and TNT so who know, who knows how that's all going to shake out but yeah i but i will they 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 rebounded a bit on uh on on dynamite yes they did they had their first over a million live live viewers which is insane these days not to mention uh that friday smackdown had the lowest uh ratings that smackdown's ever had so yes there's there's something going on my concern is that most of the viewers that watch aew that have that the the initial base are smart wrestling fans they're yes. smart marks they're marks for wrestling they're they're aware of the storied uh you know rivalry between uh companies um so my concern is that the minute uh, a veteran, a new fan hears that aew took a shit in the bed right uh, the, you know they, you're like oh, I'll just stay with WWE or you know what I mean so there's yeah, absolutely it, it, is, it is concerning but I do think they can bounce back uh, because they they're gonna have bad shows they're not all going to be winners
2: it is a fragile situation obviously again it seems like their contract with TNT will be honored but again TNT just changed all of their management. This is an ever-moving time for entertainment right now. We're seeing, you know, obviously the HBO nows of the world basically shut down things like Comedy Central with South Park going to them and whatnot. So it might. Who I don't know what the landscape is even going to look like a year from now when it comes yeah. to television and what you know how is uh, you know how it's uh, presented. But so it happens. However, um, AEW does just. You know, if you're charging 50 bucks for a pay-per-view and it wasn't as good as most of your Dynamites, it's going to leave a mark for a second. Like The yeah. next pay-per-view they do, they almost have to have do to. something like they did before where it's like, this is a for-free pay-per-view, almost a preview of what you can expect. Because the entire thing was shot. It was also just, we didn't even get into that. Whoever directed it, it was just depressing.
3: The whole thing was depressing. It was it was weird. It was it was all very strange. It just yeah. it felt it was weird from the from the get-go.
2: It's like this is wrestling. This is like this is this this is you know Barnum and Bailey. This is like Carnegie. This is, a, is it's
3: it, supposed to be fun. A, it's supposed to be crazy fun. Why and, am I not having any fun?
2: Exactly. And that's <laughs> the worst. So anyway, that is uh basically all we wanted to say about AEW all out, a small bump in the road, but
3: uh we did have a big surprise on uh Wednesday night dynamite
2: we also yes of course AEW they do they are now the home of Miro who was of course former Rusev day Rusev day it's now Miro time I don't know
3: yeah it's uh might need a little massaging but right now he's the best man
2: he Uh, is the best man so
3: that's fun uh, we'll see how I he does. I I am already I was already impressed with him like cutting a promo in the ring. I thought that was super fun. He had some WWE digs, which yeah. I don't know if I like or not because it is a little WCW, but you know,
2: whatever. Yeah, or ECW. Sorry, EC-dub? it is. Well, no, yeah. it's ECW WCW. I mean, yeah, AEW just needs to not go down that road. And I get people being like, "Well, it's a little bit like TNA because it was shot a little bit like TNA."
3: And that's not
2: necessarily a compliment. Uh, Not to diss the wrestlers of TNA. These are all things that they are just, wrestlers are just actors plugged into these scenes. And uh, they only have so much control over things. Mostly the moves they do. So don't, don't, uh, I know no one tries to botch a moonsault or uh, any other series (sighs) of moves. But it can happen. All right, well, let's do Match from the Past. Katie, what do you want to share with the audience this week?
3: I think that we go back to basics, right? Okay. Let's go. Let's go back to basics. Let's strip it down. Let's go strip back to down. 1999. Let's go to No Mercy. Edge and Christian versus the Hardy Boys is the first ladder match. Uh, this is a, that eventually led to seems to be credited as the inspiration for. TLC matches so let's have some fun let's go back let's see people uh not get as hurt as they were 20 years later
2: yeah absolutely all right this is the match from the past
4: these four young men look like they've been ejected from a from a car crash here the latter catapulting right in the face of matt hardy and christian uh i'll tell you what i'm i'm sore from watching this jr and i, I... I've been thinking, I know Terry's services are good, but man, I don't know if they're this good. I don't know how anything could be that good, including the $100,000. And I know one thing, I don't think they're going to be able to capitalize on her services tonight. Maybe not for a week or two. Ladder's being set back up now. And trying to, he's slow, but sure, trying to climb to the top. Wait a minute, the Hardys. Everybody's going up. All four men now are, are oh. climbing. This is just the way it should be, JR. They're climbing for the top. They're climbing for the money. It's the ladder to success. Folks, we have seen it all here tonight in this tag team ladder match. Oh, man. This does not. Look out. Look out. Oh! Any of them are going to be getting up either, JR. Ladders fall a little comfortable. Let's set a new record. We got to see that again. Unbelievable. This is amazing. An amazing performance here. Oh, my God. Look. Here oh! uh, yep. comes the other side. Oh! oh. no. That crazy view. Oh. Oh. Man, these the ultimate price, the supreme price here, to try to win this matchup. And they're still setting those ladders up again. These four young men giving us all they have here, with the stakes high. They've never been higher for these two men, these two teams. Come I on, say. it's only a hundred grand, guys. That ain't. What are you? Well, I mean, come on, junior well, me... Uh oh, watch yourself. We're both... Matt Hardy, look, Edge has got, he's close some the money, he's almost with an arm's reach of the money here. I've never seen anything like this in my life, They are Extraordinary competitors. These guys are giving their all. Uh, Edge, oh, Matt goes to the ladder, Jeff Hardy, the ladder teetering, Edge went down, Christian went down, Matt Hardy's got the money. Wait. Show me the money! Matt Hardy! He can't get He got it! Oh, no! the oh, Marty! The Hardys have they've won the match! The brew. I can't believe it! That's all the amazing displays I have ever seen in my life!
2: There it was! Match from the past! I could watch Edge and Christian do anything. And I want to say this. When it comes to Christian, underrated. And I think he needs to be shown a little bit more love. Put some respect on world. his name. Put some respect on his name. I don't know how you do that, but do you, Christian. Put some respect I don't know, on his put name. Put some respect on his name. Um, because he was he was an intercontinental champ, multiple-time tag team champ. He was a great wrestler. Mm-hmm. Edge kind of overshadowed him a little bit. Speaking of which, where's Tucker from Heavy Machinery? I've still got my eye out on Tucker.
3: He's Go to a, AEW he's,
2: if they ain't going to get around. you back. He's just chilling out. I, I
3: don't know. He's just know. chilling. He's around, though. He was in bits.
2: Okay. All right, everyone. Thank you all so much for listening. Hope you're doing well out there. Uh, and, yeah, we'll just keep on, keep on going and uh, enjoy some wrestling. It's a good time. All right, everyone. Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to LastPodcastNetwork.com.
3: With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team and 2% cash rewards on what you need like paying for parking that's the beauty of the active cash credit card it's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card that's real life ready terms apply learn more at
1: wellsfargo.com/activecash at bet365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every basket every game every point every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar